0: To the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McCrae.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. I'm Lela McCray. Joe Deck is with me. We're going to talk about all the sports that matter to you. The Augusta County Sports fan. We're going to start local with high school football. And that story that we've been rooting for all year happening over in Waynesboro, and they had to travel up the road for it. But Waynesboro brings home a victory from East Rock, their first victory in two years. The last two seasons, they were a winless. They won at the end of 2017, a playoff year, but then had uh, two as bad as it gets years. And they got the victory over East Rock. And I know I'm speaking for Joe, and we are just pumped that Waynesboro was able to finally get off that losing streak. Uh, However many games it was, 20-some games. It's over. It's awesome.
0: 24-27. I can't remember. But whatever it was, it's it's zero now. So good for Waynesboro. Um, You know, I'm glad they were able to do it. And I think this speaks to kind of what we touched on last week, Leland, the growth that we've seen in this program already. And just yeah. the short amount of time under coach Jarvis. So uh, to see what they've been able to accomplish here and, you know, I, I'll be honest, I, w- I was excited to see they got the win. But as I said last week, this was a game I said uh, going into Friday, I was like, yeah, this is a game Waynesboro can win. Uh, and, yeah. and they did. They went out and they beat East Rockingham. And yes, East Rockingham is down this year. But Waynesboro did what they had to do. They won this game 20 to 7. And that's a big victory for that program and moving forward
1: something you can build off easily and this isn't building off of a good first half this isn't building off you know scoring some points but still losing this isn't you know holding your own against a good team this is a win oh nothing is nothing is better than building off wins learning how to win is the hardest thing to do in high school football i always say it and uh, waynesboro has some experience doing that now does that mean they go on some kind of winning streak probably not but it's something to build off of, and they don't have 20-plus games hanging over their head going into next season, everybody talking about that kind of thing, that kind of storyline, and so I'm happy for them. I, I will say this highlights, me, to me, just the surprise of East Rock completely falling. I mean, they're in a oh, state, yeah. in a region they're not final win a last game. year.
0: East Rock's not winning a game this year. They're going 0-6. Te- no, that it was is.
1: it. That was their season. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then they're 0-5. They played five games. They're done. And, um, yeah, it's just... Really surprises me. They go from a region final appearance against Stewart's draft last year and now 0-5. I just didn't see that coming. I know talking to Cody Elliott, he referenced the roster changes and seniors leaving last year and they lost a lot of talent. And it just really surprised me for a program that their opening year of the school I I, I know they won some games, but okay, they didn't have a great year that year. Every year since then, they were a playoff team, winning record. It, you know, you can't ask for much better. And Donnie Coleman does a great job up there. And I'm not saying this year he's done a bad job. I'm just saying it just surprised me 0-5. Um, I don't usually think any team should not win a game. Like, I, you know, I know the quality of athletes we have in this area and the success we have in other sports and, and especially the success that we have in football in this area. And I just think, you know, you should be at least 2-8 and eight or 3-7. and seven. You know, that should be like the floor. So when a team goes winless, it really – does surprise me. And if for a team like East Rock, just to dive that way surprises me. I also, though, think with what they've done in the past, the way he's built that program, I don't think they're going to be 0-10 next year. I, you know, I think they're going to build back and, and, and be headed back in the right direction quickly. So, um, Yeah, and it's, you know, when you look at this game, Waynesboro versus East Rock, no times in the last three years would you have thought Waynesboro is going to beat East Rock. So it's just, it all kind of worked out perfectly. Good on Waynesboro, living up to the expectation. So
0: Yeah, great for them. Um, All right. The, the other big upset this week, Leland, was Wilson taking down Buffalo Gap 27-14. And, and that if you listen to you, out, is that an upset? <laughs> like
1: that that you, knocks out Buffalo gap. gap.
0: Well, I, did, I said last week I don't see a path for Wilson to win this game. And then they go out and win by two scores. So it, it knocks Buffalo Gap out of the playoffs, in my opinion, because ain't no way they're beating Riverheads this week. So uh,
1: yeah, that would that, that, be They couldn't afford three. that loss. Yep. So, I, when I watched Wilson, they were playing Riverheads a couple weeks ago, and, and it was a one-sided game. I came away from that game saying, Welcher, Welcher's not a bad player. Welcher, you know, can do a good lot of quarterback. He can run the football from the quarterback position, but he also has an arm on him. And if he can get his guys where he needs to get them for completions, like, he, he can be a good player, and that's something. Right there against Buffalo Gap, he proved it. He had a big game. He had two touchdowns, I think, in that game, uh, including the the – touchdown to kind of seal the victory to go up 27 14 um you know it erases a good effort by rivenberg rivenberg's one of the better running backs in the area um playing for gap he had a two the d2 touchdowns for buffalo gap but wilson too much i i'm encouraged by that win with a new head coach wondering what wilson's gonna do how they're gonna be coming off two demoralizing losses when you play riverheads Mm -hmm. and get trounced and you play draft and get trounced for you to rebound in a game that you're not favored. You know, you weren't going into that game with a lot of people saying, Oh yeah, Wilson's going to beat gap. You know, gaps coming off a playoff season. Um, gap had, you know, two victories already on the season, beating down on little which, um, you know, was, was solid. Maybe not look as good as it looked the first week, but still a solid win. And then, you know, beating the heck out of Stanton, you think, okay, the gap's favored. I'm encouraged by what Wilson was able to do there. And I think this is a great step in the right direction for them. I, I do think, by them beating Buffalo gap, the, like you said, the hope of Buffalo gap making the playoffs because way I think this assures there are only being two playoff teams from our area, but yeah. I mean, that's not Wilson's business. You know, Wilson's trying to win as many games as they can. And if this was a normal year, they're sitting in a playoff spot right now. Now, th- you know, you have the rest of the season to play, but right.
0: they've well, already played but, their
1: two hardest games. I was going to say here. Yeah. You'd, you'd be looking at maybe a play- like a slide in the playoffs there. So good on Wilson, good step in the right direction. I, you know, I will cite this game next August when we're breaking down high school football going into next year. I will cite, hey, look what they did against Buffalo Gap last year. Like that, you know, good win. Yeah.
0: Coach, <clears throat> excuse me, new coaches, uh, big week for them because we talked about Waynesboro already. This is another yep. big win for a new coach. And I think this speaks to the good coaching we're going to have in this area. And, you know, Waynesboro and Wilson have been two teams that not to say it was the previous regime's problem or their fault, but. They just hadn't gotten their goals accomplished. And now we have seen Wilson pull off a big upset. They took down, and Wilson right now is the third best team in the Shenandoah district. This is a team that has proven now they can stop, uh, you know, outside of draft and Riverheads, who are elite, they can stop a rushing attack from another team that's not elite. And that's Buffalo Gap's problem, right? Buffalo Gap is not elite, and they, they have zero passing game. If Buffalo Gap is ever in a passing situation, they might as well punt it on third down for field position because nothing good is going to happen. So, for this, told me for Wilson, they are the third best team in the Shenandoah District, and it's not a it's not an old team that's senior laden at a lot of positions. So it gives me hope that Wilson next year can be one of these teams that we're talking about, like you said, next summer and into the fall. That hey Wilson maybe gets into a playoff spot.
1: You know, I guess that means you're picking Wilson to beat Fort Defiance this week, and and that's a that's a fun showdown to yes. have right here. I mean, that's a fun showdown to have right here because I don't know if I'm on board for that being as obvious as you're making it. I, and maybe you're right. I mean, and well, the good thing is we don't would have to pick wait it. two weeks for this. I don't game. think We're it's going to
0: be a blowout. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. It's going to yeah. be close. But I would, if I had to pick yeah, one, I'd that, pick Wilson.
1: And, and to be fair, that Wilson gap game, I mean, it was a one score game right at the end and, and Wilson scored ahead and, and gap fought, you know, it was a, it was a very competitive ball game. It wasn't a two score game the whole way by any means. And so I do think that Wilson gap Fort little, little area there appears to be a kind of a solid little situation. Um, you know, that's leaving out Stanton. And I just don't think Stanton's there after watching Riverheads just completely roll through them last week negative yards rushing against riverheads um, only like 50 some yards of offense overall. It just, it was ugly, but they also, you know, had ugly games against other teams as well. I mean, they got shut out by Buffalo gap a couple weeks ago. They, you know, are going to have a tough time against uh Stewart's draft this week. You know, it's Sands just not there yet. So I, I, I agree that Wilson has elevated and I just, I'm just i interested to see this game against Fort Defiance to see how they match up and see where they land. Sounds like you're taking Wilson. It's hard to argue with. I think Wilson is riding with a little momentum here. And Fort Defiance coming off the two straight losses to the best teams in the district with the blowout from Riverheads two weeks ago. And then this week against Stewart's draft um, with uh, um, the big, you know, they lost 35 nothing, which mm-hmm. is being handled, you know, solidly there. Um, you know, that's they've gotten shut out t- twice this year. And, the, and then the score against Riverheads was a late score. You know, they have their offensive problems of their own. So, yeah, I think, you know, we were all kind of looking ahead at the Buffalo Gap Fort Defiance in the last game of the season. Now, I think that kind of moved up a week this week to see what Wilson against Fort Defiance, what you can do there. I don't, you know, I haven't really thought about who in that game, but it'll be an interesting one. Um, probably the the only interesting game we have with Riverheads.
0: I was going to say, I do know Gap that's where.
1: Draft go into Stanton. Those, those are going to be what those draft and – Riverheads games have been all season for all these opponents Um, and just building up to next week. And we'll talk about that next week with the showdown between the Cougars and the gladiators. But yeah, I I'm interested to see what happens this week against Wilson and draft or Wilson and Fort and what that means going forward. I think both those teams have a lot of pieces coming back next fall. Mm -hmm. And so I think this will lead our thoughts as we go into next season.
0: I do know that's where radio is going to be Friday. So,
1: it should be, it yeah, big game. Definitely should be. All right, so we kind of hit all those games that are happening next week. Waynesboro, they get. um, Do I not have it written down here? You don't.
0: Waynesboro. Yep,
1: That's a big game. Yeah, the reason. Yeah, I, I was coming back to the Valley District. Who does Waynesboro have this week? I are they it on something? Else. They haven't had an off week yet, have they? No, no one really has any off weeks. Um stanton Listen. oh no they don't never mind i'm never, an idiot not, none of our other local teams had an off week so I, I i don't know where you're gonna go with that um who plays harrisonburg this week rockbridge plays harrisonburg this week waynesboro might have ta this week that's mm. it doesn't matter who they have this week waynesboro's playing and they're coming off a of victory and that's awesome And then but the big game uh, that's setting up in the Valley District because Rockbridge beat um, Broadway Broadway. last week, Mm -hmm. it sets up that final week because I think Rockbridge plays Harrisonburg this week. Uh, Rockbridge T.A. in that final week is going to decide the Valley District and looking at the Region 3C, that's probably going to decide what, you know, Valley team makes the playoff and what team doesn't with only four teams. So that's a week ahead on that. But. Um, you know Valley District's interesting this year with Rockbridge. You know they've had a lot of talent down there over the last four years, and it seems like it's kind of getting put together this year to a playoff run. So, yeah, Rockbridge is really good this year. Yep, that quarterback is. You know he pushed out. Yeah, Miller J
0: is Miller J is the real deal there at Rockbridge.
1: All right so the playoff there's not much to talk about in the playoff standings it's all the same riverheads leading class one short draft leading class two and i'm still just watching the whole class because we don't know how much hosting uh the top seeds are going to do so i'm just interested to see how those stand obviously both those teams still leading their regions we're going to talk about it a lot more next week but Whoever loses that Riverheads draft game is still going to make the playoffs, but they're probably not going to be in that number one spot, even in their region. So a lot to play for next mm-hmm. week. It's, it's going to be the game of the week next week for sure.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Clark's going to have fewer games played, so I think that'll be what helps Stewart's draft if they lose.
1: Yeah, it's still divided by the number of games he played, not like
0: games Sure, possible. but, I mean, you don't have so. the PowerPoints to help you. Yeah, you don't have those the good riders. thing is for either
1: one of them. Whoever loses, you're getting a lot of you're getting maximum power points even in a loss because you're getting all those wins multiplied by right one instead of two. So it's it's helpful. yeah.
0: Clark County doesn't have those if if they don't you know if they play fewer games, they don't have as many. So that's what that's my point on Clark County only playing two games so far as compared to draft playing four.
1: All right, the volleyball we had riverheads and fort showdown last tuesday and kind of got lost in the shuffle of tournament week last week. Fort swept Riverheads. So Fort does look like the strongest team in the uh Shenandoah district. They are 4 and 0 in the district, but Riverheads 3 and 1 and then you have Stanton and Wilson both at 2 and 2, Draft at 1 and 3 and Gap at 1 and 4. So we look ahead to the next time Fort and Riverheads play and I think that's in the last week of the season so that'll you know, be another showdown, but, you know, Fort Defiance sweeping them that kind of shows they're kind of a step ahead and Fort, you know, went on and swept draft too. So really the only team that's messed with Fort this year is Rockbridge out of district, but it's going to be a region problem there. But I think, you know, Riverhead's pretty good. They went on, swept Wilson. Wilson's usually a strong volleyball program. So Riverhead's rebounded well. So I, I think those two teams are kind of peeking up at the top and then there's the mess behind them. You know, a lot of those teams will get in that region playoff and and try to make noise, but it's just kind of like we said in basketball. You look at Riverheads being in Class One. How far can they go in there? For Defiance, you know, with this shortened season, only region winners advancing to state tournaments, they're just going to be looking at Rockbridge and hoping for different outcomes, and they're going to hope they've grown over the season. So. Volleyball pretty straightforward this week with uh, the biggest game I kind of see there is Stanton at Fort. Stanton gave Fort a little bit of trouble when they played last time. It wasn't a sweep. It it right. was, uh, I think, a game five. It, it took all five games. So, uh, interested to see what happens late in the week Thursday on that game uh, between Stanton and Fort. See if maybe Stanton can pull the upset.
0: I was going to say, Stanton right now is sitting in that spot, right, as – uh, right behind Riverheads and Ford as yep. that next tier. So they they would love to get a win against Fort and maybe be able to jump up there and maybe pass Riverheads if they can beat Riverheads the next time they meet. But Stanton, Stanton has proved to be a pesky team, and, and you know I'm sure they're very happy with what they're able to accomplish. And again, I, th- I think the interesting part about volleyball is you said, Leland, only the region champions. So who is going to be that 2B rep from the Shenandoah district, and who's going to get in there and... See if they can make some noise in that region tournament in two B.
1: And you're playing against good teams all season. Um, we know Fort's mm-hmm. good. When Riverhead's played in the state championship last year. So these two and two, two and three, um, you know, middle of the road teams right now, they're well tested. So that that can help them in that two B tournament when they when they get Madison coming in, when they get Lorraine and Page coming in, um, they'll be ready for them. All right, college basketball. You know, I built it, our notes, probably to talk about our Virginia teams. Uh, first, they're all out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they're they're all out quickly. Uh, the Hokies lost to Florida. I I had the Hokies in the Elite Eight. I was a homer bracket. I set it on the bracket last week. And then seeing everything that happened this weekend, I just, I thought Ohio State was vulnerable. I thought if we could get in a game against Ohio State, we could beat them. I, I think Oral Roberts beating them proves that because right. I wasn't that scared of Florida to begin with. Oral Roberts beating them, I think, kind of proves that. I just wish we we got into overtime there. I wish we could have come away with a victory and seen what happens. Maybe we would have lost Oral Roberts. I don't know. We definitely but would have I lost just... Oral Roberts.
0: Did you not watch the Oral Roberts-Florida game? Yeah. Different okay. matchups. I We don't guard the perimeter I, well. Oral... We don't guard the perimeter well. Oral Roberts makes threes. Oral Roberts would have I, I, blown I, I, I us out. We were in the game. And we went five minutes without scoring against Florida. Like, here's a hint. If the team you are pulling for in a game, if CBS pops up the graphic scoring drought and that clock is at five minutes, you've lost. The game is over.
1: Yeah, but you, Florida did that too.
0: <laughs> Florida didn't go five Florida minutes had. without scoring. They had a scoring like a drought, point. but it wasn't five. And actually Four for Virginia Tech, it was seven <laughs> minutes. We went seven minutes without scoring a basket in the second half. Loss. UVA was the one I was thinking about five minutes. UVA played Ohio and lost. I they they had the scoring game. drought five minutes. Every time I've seen scoring drought five minutes and longer, that team's done. You can go ahead and put a fork in them. They're dead. They're not winning that game. Yeah. It's the NCAA tournament. You can't you're playing other good teams. You can't go five minutes without scoring. That's that's why when not just you, but Virginia Tech Twitter more so than you is sitting there going, oh wow. Well, what an easy draw what a great draw for Virginia Tech oh my gosh we could go deep I'm like yeah I don't know man I've watched this team and they have long sp- parts of games where we just don't score and that doesn't translate well in a tournament we lost in overtime to a Florida team that was just that just played better than we did
1: yeah we were right there I just wish I wish things could have gotten differently I wish I wish we made one more bucket at a time that would have given us the victory. I I, I think Oral
0: Roberts is an even worse matchup than Florida. I think Ohio State and Oral Roberts are bad matchups for Virginia Tech for different reasons. Ohio State because they have a size advantage. Oral Roberts because they're going to shoot the lights out from three and we're not going to guard it.
1: Yeah. I, I just... Yeah, I wish it would have gone differently. That's about all I have. I, I, I predicted Virginia Tech to win a couple games in the tournament because I didn't have faith in some of those other teams I was seeing. I probably didn't analyze Oral Roberts that much, to be honest. I probably looked at Florida and I looked at Ohio State, and that's why I went. Both those teams already out, I think, reiterated my lack of confidence in those teams. It's just my team didn't do what it needed to do to win. Um, I was really happy about UVA losing. I picked Ohio to win that game. I can't bet on them in the state of Virginia with the new laws, Uh, but I did send a bet to my buddy in Vegas, and I have photographic evidence of that. I don't have the $18 in my pocket yet, but I put my money where my mouth was. They won. I was involved in some Facebook discussion about it too. I loved every minute of it and was very, very happy.
0: I was wearing the visor all day, sat down, watched the game, was screaming at the television, Uh, And I'll get to more of that later here in a minute. But I loved it. The Ohio Bobcats balling out, taking out UVA, just playing hard basketball, slowing the game down, taking UVA's own game away from them. It was just amazing. Um, it It goes to the thing you and I say every year with these UVA teams, Leland. And this UVA team wasn't as good defensively as they have been in the past. You've got to be able to score. And UVA just doesn't have that killer score on their team.
1: They, that year they won it, they scored more. And we yeah. said that early in that season, like halfway through that season, we still said they, it's not like we were saying they're going to win a championship, but we acknowledge, Hey, this is the formula. That's better. Like this isn't just depending on your defense. You're, you're scoring seventy some points. That's great. Like you're, you're slowing the game down, but you're scoring a bunch. That's the difference. So To go with that great defense, you're just going to have to score more. And even if your defense isn't as great, if you score more, that makes up for it. That's just not who they were all year. And that's why I just never bought into UVA this year. I know my timelines on the internet show people that have different kind of confidence in that than I do. I just – I wasn't seeing it. I wasn't seeing it, and it proved right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you all got – I sent it to you, Uh, Rob got one, some other friends of mine got one after that game, gave out a little cat roar there for Ohio, Uh, just loved it.
1: We need to drop that in the podcast right here, like, right now, people, after I say this, should hear your bobcat noise.
0: Well, um, hold on while I go pull it up here, but it was We don't have
1: to produce the show while we're taping it, we can... No, we have to
0: produce (laughs) it while we're taping it, because there's going to be very little of me going back and uh, doing it again, but... Uh yeah, it was just a great game for Ohio. And I I felt like the entire time I was watching, like, yes, this is this is what I predicted my bracket. This is what I like hearing, because it, it all came down to like that Parsons kid just oh he's the best player on the floor, he's the best player on the floor. And I was like, yes, good. And and he wasn't the scorer in this tournament that he had been in the regular season, but he was a great facilitator. He was great at assisting, getting the ball out to teammates. And that was the huge difference for the Ohio Bobcats.
1: So, yeah, when you sent that noise right there, that got the entire family room rolling, laughing. Uh, We were already in high spirits um, and spirits were being had. So it was a good time and, and it was the uplift I needed. I don't get more excited about my my opponents or my rivals losing than I do winning, but it can help. It definitely it can swing me back into a better mood. Uh, and that's what it did for me Saturday night. As I,
0: I've said on this podcast before, as I have put on Facebook when someone tried to remind me uh, who's a Florida fan, oh, we beat Virginia Tech this tournament, sometimes, and some people just don't appreciate this and they'll never understand, sometimes the pain of your arrival is, brings more satisfaction than the joy of your own accomplishment and this tournament has been that. I look, Virginia Tech was the 10 seed. We're not supposed to win. Okay, we lose. UVA was the 4 seed. They were the regular season ACC champion. I'd heard about how great and how they were just going to turn it on in the tournament because they're going to put it all together for the tournament. And they lose to the team that finished 5th in the MAC in the regular season. And they just, they lost the game 62 to 58 in a game that honestly, I felt great for the Ohio Bobcats for about 90% of it. There was a little bit of stretch there in the first half where I was like, uh-oh. And then in the second half, Ohio at times had like a double digit lead. And I was like, I'm, I'm actually not scared that Ohio is going to lose this game. I think UVA might get, you know, trucked. Now UVA came back and made it somewhat closer at the end, but, uh, Wow. It was just amazing to watch them lose. And I got so much enjoyment out of not having to get on Facebook the next day or that night and see all this wahoo wah nonsense. And also, when the announcer at one point going into a break was screaming wahoo, yes. uh, I just wanted to strangle him. I can't remember who yep. it was, but I wanted to.
1: That's that's the equivalent of the high five on the Hail Mary down at Miami against us. Yeah, like that yeah. is not what I'm here for. I... Uh, I mean, Ohio was like some other teams this weekend, even some teams that are still playing. That like they have these players that just don't look like you would expect a D one team to. to <laughs> I know look. the I mean, you Players about... that just don't look. The yeah, part. yeah, yeah. I, mean, this I can't
0: even remember his name, Von Paris, or something. The board. They
1: like uh, the Eastern Washington kid, and we were calling him uh, ah, uh ah.
0: Bush.
1: That guy was fun to watch. Um, there's a lot of these guys. The kid from uh, Loyola. The kid from Ola looks like he just does not look like a D one athlete, but out there, out there, and they're making a difference in the game. They're scoring a bunch of points. It just, it's, it's what's awesome about. Crutwick, put some
0: respect on his name, Crutwick.
1: I don't. That's fine. I I don't watch a lot of these games. I never watched an Ohio game this year. I never watched an Eastern Washington game this year. I never watched a Loyola Chicago game this year. I know they're the best of the teams that we're talking about. I never watched an Oral Roberts game this year, so I don't. I don't know these guys. So this is the first time seeing them. And when I see them, and they just don't look like what I'm used to seeing out of winning D1 programs, it just gives me pause. But it's it's fun. It's fun. They go down eventually, but it's fun to watch them win when they do. So
0: other Virginia teams, uh, Liberty yeah. went out to Oklahoma State. State. In a game, they just didn't play well. Uh, It was just really disappointing. Yeah, and Norfolk State—they won the play-in
1: game, and then they lost to Gonzaga. Sure, those are expected. Mm -hmm. VCU, Oregon—a lot of people had that game as a a toss-up. I think for decent reason, VCU had a little battle, you know, like a battle this year. Uh, Oregon has proved to be better, maybe uh, since that point. Um, But VCU gets taken out with COVID. They're the only team that's had has major COVID issues to impact playing a game. Uh, they call it a no contest. Oregon gets to move on. Um, A lot of weirdness about, well, why did they even come if this guy tested positive here? And then these more guys tested positive. Why couldn't they get one of these other teams slid in? They had a hard deadline for those other teams getting slid in. So I, I don't spend much time in that. But just why some of these people traveled with the team when they had already tested positive, I do think are some weird questions that need to be answered. But hopefully everybody's healthy and okay. I, I, you know, I'm not going to get too hung up on that. I'm sure there was a lot of communication involved. I just don't think we know the whole story. And I think if we did, it probably would help solve it. I just think probably some privacy factors are in it as well. So I, I was disappointed to see a game lost, you know, on Saturday night, I'm, I have three TVs set up and I'll talk more to that uh, in a little bit, but like, that at one point, I had forgotten that game got canceled. I was like, there's a game missing. Like, I'm missing a game. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's the Oregon VCU game. So, I was disappointed that it just didn't happen. Now, VCU is one of those teams that in the past I've gotten excited about and picked to win games when they don't Um, because I missed it in a year they did. So, I, you know, I was disappointed that happened. But hopefully, everybody gets back to healthy.
0: So. Yeah, hopefully, everybody gets back to healthy. But, I look, I had this conversation on Twitter the night of, and then I was proven right when Oregon took care of Iowa in convincing fashion. Yeah. Oregon's good like the Pac-12 is good that's what we've uh, learned in this tournament. I, the Pac-12 is really really good I didn't know how good the Pac-12 was I'll, I'll be perfectly no. honest I didn't think the Pac-12 was this good they're I great I can't
1: stand watching Bill Walton talk so I, yeah that's why yeah, I don't I watch Pac-12 so games Pac-12. if they ever take yeah. Bill
0: Walton off the Pac-12 games I'll probably watch more Pac-12 games but I can't I just I'm sorry I have limits um so the Big Ten not good ACC not good
1: we knew the ACC wasn't great.
0: Yeah, in fact, I think one of us said we might not get any Sweet Sixteen teams. We got two out of the seven into the Sweet Sixteen. What I was, the
1: states holding their own. I, I
0: Colorado I'm, is I'm the only team down. from the Pac-12 to lose, um, and Florida State, and they, but is they the won one who that was them. after winning a game. Yeah, yeah. Well, and convince. Yeah, they smoked Georgetown. But um, yeah, so we didn't watch it together for the first time in three years. So. Yeah. I didn't want you to feel left out of what was said or what you missed uh, while I was watching the game. And some of this has to do with things outside of the bracket in the tournament um, with other interests going on during games. Uh, But states that I no longer, states that I took out of the United States and I no longer recognize as part of the United States of America because of what happened during the tournament and for, uh, you know, investment purposes. Uh, the state of North Carolina is no longer a state. That is courtesy of North Carolina getting shellacked by Wisconsin.
1: Do they become part of another state, or is that? I don't care. That's
0: land? up to them and this other coalition of states what they want to do. If they want to form, you know,
1: I mean, Texas is probably volunteering for this
0: so. a loose, yeah, a loose union <laughs> of, you know, the United States of loserdom. Like that's their business. I don't care. It's not my business. Um Tennessee gone. I don't remember who they lost. Oregon State is who they lost to. Tennessee's out. Uh, Texas, because the Longhorns, gone. Uh, The state of Ohio was temporarily removed because the Ohio State Buckeyes lost, which really messed me up. But they were reinstated when the Ohio Bobcats defeated UVA. So Ohio is part of the United States. I do recognize the senators and the representatives from Ohio. The state of West Virginia is no longer in the United States. Um, this will come as to no shock. Uh, unfortunately, I, I believed anyway. I believed in West Virginia, and they let me down this week by losing to Syracuse. So West Virginia is no longer part of the United States. Oklahoma is no longer part of the United States. Missouri is no longer part of the United you, States.
1: Why did you have faith in Oklahoma? Like, why were you betting on Oklahoma?
0: Those eight nines, got to pick somebody and a parlay. Um but
1: Oklahoma sucks.
0: Well, they're dead to me.
1: Uh, they were the team that lost to all these other Big 12 teams. Like, they, like, oh, Oklahoma's good, and then they'd lose. And then, oh, Oklahoma's good. No, then they'd lose.
0: Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I thought the Big 12 was better. Um, Missouri. So after Missouri beat uh, Oklahoma, or no, after
1: Oklahoma lost. To Gonzaga. Like, what, what do you want them to do? Who, Missouri? Oklahoma. Oklahoma lost to Gonzaga, and you're this mad at them. Oh, no,
0: I'm sorry. It's not Oklahoma's
1: fault. It's Oklahoma
0: State's fault. Uh, they let me down against the Beavers. Um, Missouri is out because they lost to Oklahoma, I believe. Correct?
1: Missouri did lose to Oklahoma in that 8-9 game. Yes. Yeah,
0: so that's why Missouri is no longer part of the United States. And Colorado, another one that was temporarily out of the United States of America because the Buffaloes let me down against Florida State but outside of the tournament the Colorado Avalanche 30. the Colorado Avalanche won a big game for me last night which totally got me into the plus on the weekend so good news Colorado is part of the United States of America so if Did you're keeping track at home that's North Carolina Tennessee Texas West Virginia Oklahoma and Missouri we have kicked out 6 states so that's great news for D.C., who I know is looking DC, for statehood. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. This is where it got hey, hard. The U.S. Virgin Islands. Cuba's
1: coming in, and, and Cuba's not, Cuba's its own darn country. People on Twitter had Cuba coming in. I don't, yeah, I don't even understand The
0: U.S. That. Virgin Islands, <laughs> you're in, Guam, in, um, do we still have, I don't know what else we still have as a territory. We'll look into it. We'll try to get back to 50. No promises, a though. political science major. Maybe I, we'll, I maybe we have to annex, you know, part of Canada. I don't know. The Let's point is, we can't have these loser states bringing us down. <laughs> it's totally unacceptable. North Carolina was the first. That was the first state. That was the first time you would have heard me like say, I don't want North Carolina to be a part of this country anymore. I want them out. Because to lose to Wisconsin just totally ruined a little parlay I had there. <laughs> now here is I can't. Did you k- win
1: any parlay this weekend? I
0: did, I did. Good. Round two was much better. Um, here is oral. Thank you, Oral Roberts. Um, because I had them against Florida, but so Saint Bonaventure. Not in
1: your bracket, but on on the betting.
0: Yes, Saint Bonaventure is not a state, but. I picked them against LSU. That was for the longest time in a parlay, Leland, which we call the Eichner, which I don't know if anyone here has watched Billy on the street, but if you do, he runs around New York City and goes up to people and says, for a dollar. So this, the idea is this is an insanely huge parlay that we put a dollar on. And I got so deep into the night with St. Bonaventure being the only one that didn't come through for me I was about to write to the Pope to have Saint Bonaventure excommunicated. I don't know. I'm assuming Saint Bonaventure is a real person, but
1: okay. Where? Just, you tell me where. Without Googling, you tell me where state where Saint Bonaventure is.
0: I believe it's in New York. Where? I don't
1: know, Leland.
0: Is it in Bonaventure, so New
1: York? You're excommunicating like a place and you don't even, you don't even know what you're, where you're excommunicating.
0: That, it's not the point. The point is St. Bonaventure is a loser and he needed to be excommunicated. I but, believe he's dead, but I don't
1: think he's with us.
0: Well, his namesake is a loser, <laughs> but this is where St. Bonaventure, I gave them, you know, clemency or whatever they do. And allowed them. i didn't send that off to the pope and instead included texas because the longhorns were much more disappointing to me than the eight nine loss uh so the longhorns they cost the state of texas their statehood and i'm sorry to these states i'm sorry you made me do this it's not my fault it's your fault be better if you're gonna be in this tournament you gotta perform better according to joe that's fine i believed in them that's what happened i'm not wrong I believed in them and they didn't believe in themselves. That's on them. That's not on me. My goodness.
1: It's like towards Buffalo but near the Pennsylvania line. It's like See? It's way over there. But I was right.
0: I had the right state. So I I can point the pope in the right direction if we need to revisit St. Bonaventures,
1: you know, status. But if if either if if one of us would have said, "No, it's in Pennsylvania." We both would have been like, "Oh yeah. Sure." <laughs> Hey, from Scranton, eh, you probably wouldn't have. I was going to say, when when Jim and Pam went to their wedding uh, at Niagara Falls, but it, it doesn't line up as well as I want it to. So they probably didn't travel through St. Bonaventure. That's fun. All right. So anyway, um, my comments from the weekend was, I really thought Creighton was doomed. They're mm-hmm. still in it. I really thought Villanova was doomed. They're still in it. I had zero awareness of the Pac-12, like we already said. Most of all of them are still in it um i really thought the big 10 was good as we said they are not illinois was my champion they're done and i was the happiest about ohio we already talked about that so i've set you up to talk about your loyola chicago loyola chicago you're you're in the direction of being right
0: oh they are so beautiful uh Wow, what a great game from Crutwig! He was amazing. Sister Jean with a total clutch prayer and way to deliver the scouting report in the prayer. Um, That's just efficiency. Real quick
1: though, real quick though, I, I think everybody should wear a mask to help protect us and other people. What is it with these older people that get these masks that cover their eyes? Like when you see them wearing their mask, like Sister Jean up in the stand, she's wearing her mask, and it's like half of her eyesight is covered by this mask. I understand those people not liking masks. You need to get a mask that doesn't cover your eyes.
0: Yeah, I don't know, Leland. I guess what she knew is she didn't need to she, she saw didn't enough. Need to see it. She saw enough to know we're good. She
1: had prayed on it.
0: You know what? And yeah. John John was messaging me on Facebook almost this entire game, and to his credit. Early in the second half, he said, this is over. Loyola's good. Now, I, on the other hand, was a nervous wreck because, for me, I have picked Loyola to win this game. So, if Illinois comes back and wins, no one says, wow, Loyola really held it together. Good job, Joe, for knowing that that was going to be a much closer game than a lot of people gave him credit for. It's going to be Leland coming on here saying, I told you Loyola Chicago wasn't going to get the Final Four. You're an idiot for thinking they were going to beat Illinois. So yes,
1: I was rooting against them just because you had picked them. That was my only
0: reason. So the fact that, that Loyola, I Chicago, all, was,
1: I don't want to listen to Joe and
0: them ramblers <laughs> took out the Illinois fighting a lion it just goes to prove this is why March Madness is the best. This is why this tournament exists and why everyone loves it. I'm just glad we didn't take Michigan, Illinois, Gonzaga and Baylor and say, all right, here's our playoff. And the best four teams are going to play. Because then we wouldn't have gotten to see a great team like Loyola, who is vastly under by the NCAA because their name's Loyola Chicago, and they don't play in a big, fancy conference like the ACC or the Big Ten, which is just a bunch of sucky teams beating up on each other, which is all we learned this weekend. They, they got in there, and they took out an in-state rival in Illinois, a team that probably won't play them in the regular season, so they can't get the chance to prove it. And unlike football, we actually allow everyone to have a chance and we play it out in an actual tournament that is representative of the sport.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It's fun watching those teams on what Saturday was it? Or no, Sunday, eight different conferences won a game. Like, you know, the eight teams that advanced all were from a different conference. That's, I mean, that's fun. Um, You know, these, you know, teams, Teens winning so many of them it's it's fun it's fun to watch you know it's not over a lot of these uh, better teams gonzaga who isn't from a big conference but is a is a big boy they've been here long enough to call them up you know they're not coming out of nowhere you know you wait and see where some of these teams come from uh, you know that lower right uh bracket i guess it has houston and loyola and that. syracuse
0: yeah that one
1: Oral oregon state yeah like We're going to get somebody interested out of there. (laughs) Like, I know (laughs) Syracuse is is in it, but, like, we're going to get somebody interested out of that. Um, But the rest of them still have some big dogs left. And you got to see what happens this weekend. You know, the CBS executives are hoping for big conferences because they want i mean you can see just one of the times they put these teams in they want power conference versus power conference team because that's when most people watch that's the you know the random people that are going to watch basketball oh i've heard of lsu i'm going to watch lsu they're like what is a Layola? i don't care and that's why they stick uh, they're they selling that sister gene you know, storyline
0: so hard they're selling that sister gene storyline so hard and people remember well, sister gene
1: i mean CBS is trying to sell every story on every single game they're, they want you to watch all day like i did this weekend but yeah, I mean, you can still see it even in their scheduling of these games like they they know more eyes are watching when the bigger names are in it. So that's what they're rooting for. It's it's fun. It's fun to watch this. And if they changed college football, I would watch a bunch of those games. So I, I it's not like I'm saying I don't want that. I just I guess I I don't know. I'm fine. I, I don't want to argue about that right now. It was it's a great weekend of college basketball. And it was fun to watch eight different conferences win on on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess to go back to your point before we move off the tournament completely is um when you talked about, you know, some of the big boys left. Gonzaga.
1: Man. They look strong.
0: That that's <laughs> the only I've watched I watched part of the North Bay State game before I got bored. And then I watched almost all the Oklahoma game and I was just like my takeaway was like, yeah, I don't know how you beat them. Like they're just yeah. really, really good. <laughs> like yeah. I watched I mean, Baylor. I mean, I Baylor looks them like them the little second little best team in the tournament, but the other teams, like, there's been moments in a game where I've been like, uh, ah, that's how you that's if they're gonna lose, that's how it's gonna happen. Gonzaga, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. That's I mean, you could see it all year too. and they beat good teams all season. During the regular season, they got these games on the fly. Virginia, Iowa, um, who else did they play? I mean, they they played a bunch of good teams top four seed teams and they beat them all Mm -hmm. and so i guess i was just i didn't pick them in my bracket because to think that they would go undefeated on a season and like be in the same speaking points as these other teams from the past that have done it, indiana long ago and all those other teams like i just are they that i don't know so i probably was anti that and just to be i don't know i think most of the time I, i pick like the second or third guess for national champion i don't usually just pick the most obvious one but i think this one this year they they do look really really good and uh yeah i probably wouldn't put my money anywhere else right now i mean i had them playing in the championship game so i obviously didn't think they were poor but man they do look good
0: and i just like no disrespect to creighton i just i think the only reason i was disappointed that you ucsb lost and maybe i should have put um santa barbara california as not in the country anymore because of how their coach handled that to me, and I don't know what you took away from that game, that coach pocketing that timeout when his player is trapped on the sideline, to me, was yeah. unforgivable. I was like, yeah, that was is unforgivable. It was pretty tough.
1: All right, moving quickly through college football, the only thing I want to say here is JMU does look to you get on back on the field this week to go to William & Mary. They've been off the last two weeks with COVID issues. They're sitting at 3-0. Still number one ranked in the nation. Uh, they're just trying to get back on the field. Obviously, we're rooting for them to at least get to play. Um, so I, I believe anything with their postseason is still intact. You just got to hope they don't have another round of this at the wrong time. Um, that was a point, though, I wanted to come back to. And I think this leads me right back into it. We're going to back to college basketball. I, don't, I know UVA had COVID hit at the worst time. And they had to step out of the ACC tournament and their preparation for the NCAA tournament was impacted. Mm -hmm. But to say you can't hold this loss against UVA this year, I think with other years when they exited the tournament early and this year exiting the tournament early, especially as a four seed, it wasn't like they were an eight seed losing to a nine seed or a seven losing to ten. They were a four seed, and they lost to a team that is not as talented as them and not as well coached as them. Oh, no. I... I, I do like, yeah. I think we can say like, man, UVA had the had the peak. They won the national championship. You can't take that away from them. They did that. And every team that's saying, oh, you guys went out in the first round and two, three years ago, and now you went out this year, you, every team would trade it for that national championship that they got. So I'm not saying ultimate bad here. It's just it's curious that they went out early again against a team that is lesser than them. I mean, they are. UVA is built on being that like strength of like when just consistently good and for them to lose to a lesser like that is is weird and then for them to come in the tournament and do that again I I don't I don't think you can just say oh well COVID they lost to COVID no I so it's, it's just weird that they lost again in the first round I I I don't think you can just dismiss it to COVID
0: Kansas also had COVID they won their first round game um yeah and and to your point you about played. You're them in it. being, played basketball. yeah. To to your point about them being more talented and still losing to Ohio, you saw that in the Ohio Creighton game. There were moments yeah. in that Ohio Creighton game that you were like, "Oh, that's how they finished fifth in the regular season in the MAC."
1: Yeah, uh, open threes being
0: airballed, and you're like, mm. "Okay, this yeah. was the Ohio I was worried about showing up against UVA. I'm glad they didn't."
1: This isn't but, one loss Winthrop that they lost to. It's yeah. Ohio, like exactly.
0: Yeah, Villanova had COVID issues. Yeah, and they came out and they beat Winthrop. I mean. Third teams, Baylor has been battling. Yeah, Baylor's been battling COVID since the halfway point of the season. And
1: they look pretty decent now. They look
0: good. So, yeah. Now, granted, they played a 16 and a 9, but only one team in this tournament has ever lost to a 16. And it's the same team that's saying that the reason they didn't beat a 13, that they're vastly superior then, is because, well, you know, we had COVID or whatever.
1: Where I got to on saturday night from it is time for tony bennett to take on the next challenge of the nba he needs to go to the nba and just be an nba coach, coach and the take Wizards. on the challenges that that are there and uh you know really buy into that and um if that leaves uva with a lesser coach there then i, I guess we'll just have to have to accept that
0: speaking of coaches shaka smart though i mean he's got to be a little he's bit gotta worried cut
1: about his, his hair job. He's just got to cut his hair he's
0: got to be a little bit worried about that job there's some loud <sighs> grumblings there. They are not happy. Did you see the graphic they put up? He's lost it to four... It would be very
1: Texas for them
0: to fire He's them, lost to, to four yeah, double-digit seeds in his time at Texas. That's kind of not acceptable.
1: But did they just win that conference?
0: I don't remember if they won the regular season. I don't know if they won the tournament.
1: I, did. I think to they won fair. the tournament. I... I... Uh, yeah. I... <sighs>
0: Is Texas in the business I, of winning Big 12 championships? It
1: Texas. Say it again?
0: Are they in the business of winning Big 12 championships, or are they in the business of not getting knocked no, out by some double-digit the seed?
1: Of, they weren't even in the business of being competitive for a Big 12 championship for a while there. The coach so
0: before I, him I, won I, a national championship, I think. When? Uh, where is that guy now? Oh, I Didn't call him the Crypt Keeper, but that's not I his,
1: believe they won one with that's not his real name. I call him the Texas has not win a national championship in our time.
0: Let me see. Um, because I, I call him the Crypt Keeper. That's not his real name. Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes, I thought, won one. Not a Texas.
1: Hmm. Texas hasn't won a national championship in our time. It would have been when Kevin Durant was there. They didn't win a national championship then. We can look it up if I'm They've wrong. They reached the I'm final wrong, four I, three I really times.
0: Yeah, 2003, they went to the final four. Okay,
1: okay, that's that's fine. Um, okay, but like since that time, since Kevin Durant, they had dipped, and so I think winning a conference title is a step in the right direction. You definitely expect to win a couple tournament games off that seeding, um, and they didn't get that. I'm not saying Texas won't do it because it's Texas and Texas does things and they throw money at at what they think is problems. I think it would be a mistake. I think Shaka Smart can coach. Um, he hasn't gotten that not done in Texas yet. I will say that. And he has his own guys there now. It's not like he's using anybody else's guys right now. But if I'm in that spot, I'm not firing him. But I see what you're saying.
0: I, he hasn't made I, it into I, the I just, round of 32.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, Maybe you sit him down and say, hey, we, we're expecting more results. But I, I, if it's me making the decision, I'm not firing him at this point but I, it's Texas. They might. I just,
0: he's at Tennessee. That's where I saw him. He, Rick Barnes, maybe, maybe I kick Rick Barnes out of the country. I mean, he
1: really let me down this week. <laughs> I just think Shaka needs to go back to the bald with the goatee look and get back to the havoc. That is Shaka smarts offense and defense and do it in the big 12. Cause they're not full havoc down there. They need to get back to it. And I know NBA players, future NBA players don't want to havoc, but you want to win? You want to win a national championship? Let's let's run it up the up the floor here. I, I think that's what he needs. I they think fired Texas style.
0: fired Rick Barnes for not making it to the Sweet Sixteen for seven straight seasons. Yeah, this guy hasn't even won a game in four out of five. I mean, yeah, I'm not
1: saying they won't fire him. I'm just saying I wouldn't right now. Ah, uh, I think I would. I, I think, think it's. They- conference championship is a step in the right direction from where they have been in recent years
0: i just think maybe he's a mid-major guy i think maybe that's more his speed oh Mm -hmm. also with jmu football sorry but jmu football we're jumping all around yeah we are jumping around and i apologize to our listeners but that's where my brain's at um if jmu can miss one more game and still make the playoffs so they are in level they can just
1: close it out win here Hopefully, hopefully, just hopefully for the kids. Yes. Give them a chance to play because you know what? Playing this spring football season is all about the getting the kids to be able to play, giving those oh, seniors a chance Devils. to get out on the field. It's just about the opportunity for these players. But if you're uh, that team that I can't remember now that uh, I sent it to you in a tweet, if you're that other FCS team oh, that Illinois canceled the rest of their season this year, because they're one and three I wonder if it is all about the kids for them and it's all about the opportunity and all about the seniors when oh we're one and three let's just shut it down
0: uh you know yeah but uh it's just yeah speaking of the devils not they must that have we heard ever me, thought
1: these people were being honest to begin with but pff,
0: they must have heard me talking because they sent face. an email about giving day
1: yeah <laughs> we that had we, we had our string uh, a couple of weeks ago at tech for that uh, just all delete right. that yep Let's just jump to the D block and get this thing over with. (laughs) All right. D block time. No guests this week, but we have a special guest next week. So we're looking forward to that one. Uh, Just a heads up on the recording schedule next week. We are going to record next Monday uh, in middle, in between the uh, round of 16 and the round of eight. Um so just heads up on that that we're not going to be up to date on the tournament next week but we want to do that so we can keep our our guests in line here and loyal will be out it'll be fine so loyal Joe, is going to be in what is dominating your life
0: <laughs> uh what is dominating my life like i said last week is getting ready to move and of course part of that is me being responsible calling all the entities that i pay bills to and telling them about the move one of which being comcast And saying, hey, Comcast, I need the Internet set up at this new address on this date, to which I am assured they're ready to go. That will all be fine. And I'm going to have service at the campus of Robert Morris until that date. And unfortunately, when I woke up this morning, uh, no Internet. And I call Comcast, and that's because did, oh, apparently did they
1: have to cancel classes for Robert Morris. They did
0: because there's no internet here because somebody at Comcast, in their infinite wisdom, didn't read the note that said Sunday and or the date, which everyone knows now. But shut off the internet, <laughs> and so then I end up getting mad, and of course I find out that uh, you know the whole day or the, my whole time of. Uh, yelling at these customer service people is worth $3.77. And that is just infuriating. And it just reminds me, like, how much I hate Comcast. And how much... And part of me was like, you know, that's not that person's fault. I shouldn't have been that rude to them. But then there's another part of me that's like, look, if you work for the devil, like, you get whatever's coming your way. And so if you well, work you, for Comcast... You
1: are those are the company you keep, yeah.
0: Yeah, so if you work for Comcast, like... I'm sorry if I've ever yelled at you and this gets to you, but maybe work for somewhere with a little bit morality, a little more morality than Comcast, because those people, those Comcast Cares commercials, those should be outlawed. That should be false advertising, and you should win a class action lawsuit every time that commercial comes on, because the only thing Comcast cares about is keeping a monopoly on the cable market in that area and getting all of your money.
1: I have been Comcast free for the last 18 oh, months I or so, and it's Comcast. been glorious.
0: I hate Comcast. And Lumos, if you ever, please spread your fiber network, because if you ever get to where I am, I will pay you immediately. I, I was so excited when I saw they were a provider in this place, and then they're like, oh, we don't have fiber there. And I'm like, oh, well, unfortunately, it's the 21st century, so that's going to be a problem. Unfortunately, three megabytes per second is not something I'm ready for in 2021.
1: I I didn't have fast internet in Augusta County until I was married. Like, I've never, the house I grew up in had fast internet, so. All right, Uh, what is dominating my life was the tournament. And we've talked about the games, but I just am here to remind people that I I try not to brag on this podcast about how great I am, or how great my family is. It comes out sometimes, but I try not to focus on that. But we do the tournament right, and the reason that this is the first year that Joe hasn't watched it with me in a couple, in three or four years now, is because we do it right. Joe knows. Joe knows. He takes off work and he goes over to Leland's house and he watches the tournament because we do it right. This year, we increase the size of our mini TVs. So now we had two inch TVs and a 43 inch TV showing the bracket, showing the tournament with our giant eight by four bracket hun nicely on the wall. It looked like a professional setup. It was awesome. We do it right. I have to thank my beautiful, smart and patient wife for allowing all this to happen because she loves basketball as much as I do. And ever since I, I, Thought about spending the rest of my life with her. I have taken advantage of this as she she lives through football, but then in basketball season, we just do it up full out. And she's she's into it too. It's not me pressing forward. She she loves people coming over. She loves having the TV set up. She loves having the bracket on the wall. So it's just a, a glorious thing. And it seriously is a holiday weekend at our house for for tournament. We have people come yeah. over this year less than normal. Uh, we had our small bubble type people over, uh, Steve cash has been on the podcast before, uh, him and his wife and his lovely child came over and entertained my kids the whole weekend. But, uh, yeah, it was great. Now, what did bring me down this weekend was I did my normal bracket, but I wanted a little more juice. You know, I wanted, you know, gambling's legal in Virginia. Now I I just need a little more entertainment. I made up my mind. All right. I'm gonna get on one of these betting things. I'll talk to Joe. I know, you know, he he hints that he might have awareness of this um, going on for the last few weeks of the podcast. And uh, investment opportunities. Yeah. So I talk. Yeah, I talked to him, and he's leading me in the right direction. And so I go in this, and I said, "All right, I'm not just picking my bracket. I'm gonna pick, you know, what makes sense and this and that." And I, you know, I learned some things about betting that I didn't know before. I the only other betting I've done are like. My betting stories are I put like a dollar in a slot machine in a casino in the Bahamas. I won one hundred and fifty. I cashed out. I was done. I put a dollar in a slot machine in Nitro, West Virginia at a dog track. I won fifteen dollars. I cashed out, went across the street to the Walmart, bought a case of beer. I was done. That's the way I bet. So I got on this app. I made some bets. And for the first two days, I was really trying different things, tried a couple parlays, tried something. I didn't win crap. I didn't win crap. Now I only really lost the money that they was they they gave me on top of my investment. I still have my investment money sitting there, but I'm just it it I think deteriorated from my enjoyment of the tournament because not only was my bracket not great, but then my betting money was also not great. And even in places where I wasn't necessarily growing my bracket, I still wound up in some trouble. So. I didn't bet on Sunday and Monday and I actually enjoyed it more. So I'm, I'm getting out of it. I'm too cheap. I know this about myself and it was a learning lesson this weekend. I didn't, you know, cost my kids college education from this mm. and you didn't uh, get them college
0: education.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, well, the one, one, of crawling contest at JMU. She's the only one that gets to college anyway. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I learned this about myself and it's fine. Uh, no harm, no foul. And, uh, maybe I'll try it again sometime, but I, I'm not eager to, because I just think I enjoyed the tournament more without it. I think all I need is the bracket.
0: Yeah. And that's fine. And look, you, know, you told me, uh, Sunday, cause I had asked, I was like, wow, did you take that hot boost on Oral Roberts to take out Florida? Cause someone did. And you said you I didn't, didn't.
1: want to waste $4. I know. And that's <laughs> fine. And
0: and that's fine, right? That's your that's your prerogative. You're doing what you want with your money and and I I I have very much said and I said when I, you know, said I was going to give this a shot on this podcast, you put in an amount of money that's not going to hurt. That's the key. Yep. If it's anything that's, that's going to hurt, I you're doing that. it wrong. Yep. And yeah, so you you put in something that's not going to hurt. And look, yep. for you it it ruined your enjoyment of the tournament. For me, it it made some of those games where I could care less. Like Oklahoma LSU or whatever Oklahoma Missouri or whatever that game was if it wasn't for the parlay I would have zero interest in that game but then I am I was watching them all anyway. I am plugged in all the way you know why I was super nervous about Loyola in addition to having them in my final four because they were in a parlay and when they won and I'm looking at the other ones and I'm like hey all favorites here and that one hits and I get a little bit of money out of it I'm like okay now look, I said you don't bet anything that's going to hurt. So I don't win. I'm not winning hundreds of dollars here. I win a little bit here and a little bit there, and I lose a little bit here and a little bit there. Oral Roberts yeah. with that boost was a nice little bit, so that helps. Um, but hey, it's not for everybody. I
1: was over, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not for everyone. And I'm seriously, if if you're looking at this yeah. thinking like, oh, I'm gonna pay rent with this, like bad idea. Don't do it. Don't do it that way. Like it's only little amounts. And um, yeah, for me, it made it fun. I hit some parlays. I lost some parlays. As you heard, I asked seven states out of the country. So, or six states out of the country. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously there's some disappointments that go there, but there's also some, some good ones and uh, I had fun with it. I'm sorry that you did not, but I am also glad that you, I'm also glad that you're a person that recognizes like, Hey. It's not for you and and you stop and not, you know, be one of these sad stories you read about that digs deeper and deeper. But hearing your story is just like, put a dollar in, win $15, cash out. I'm just like, oh, my God.
1: Like, to me, I'm like,
0: win $15, then you go to Blackjack. Like, that's, we're turning $15 into more. Like, yeah. Uh, Here's the difference between you and me. I wouldn't have even gone to the slot machine. Like, to me, that is not, that's not fun for me. Like that's totally random. I no, I it needs to be something that like I can see an outcome having some decision making in, involved in.
1: Yeah. Um. I I was frustrated with the app because like the, it wouldn't give me the big boost for the new user. Like I could not mm-hmm. get it to work. I but wonder then, if it had
0: to be your first bet.
1: I I tried to do that and it still wasn't there. But anyway, um. It didn't work out for me. I was gonna. I was doing it nonstop. I was doing it on uh, Villanova losing. I was doing it on Winthrop, mm-hmm. so that wouldn't have hit anyway. And so then the second day, I was still trying to like see if I could make it work or some way. You know, I emailed them or whatever, saying like it couldn't make it work. And I was just full on Creighton losing, and that didn't happen either. So it saved my. It saved me money by not working the way I wanted it to, too. But oh, it would. It saved me like eight bucks. So anyway. Moving on to what I know that you need to know is something that I'm not really upset about that Twitter Hokie Twitter was because you know Hokie Twitter likes drama, Um, Ox TV, uh, and all that. Anyway, (laughs) I they
0: I was gonna say if you want to see a Twitter (laughs) beat,
1: they're not having a spring game for Mm -hmm. the Hokies. They're just gonna have a 15th practice or whatever it is. For me, the spring game is springtime homecoming for Virginia tech. We go down for the spring game. It's a social thing. It's not about scouting the football team. Uh, sure. There's exciting things. Oh, this freshman or this guy that redshirted last year, we get to see him. Like there's that conversation, but it's all social tailgating everybody in a group having fun, seeing each other in spring. We're not in an environment. That's going to happen this spring. So the fact that the spring game is not happening personally has very little effect on me. Now you start looking at different different ways what other ways could they, you know, include the fan in the springtime and build excitement about this football team and you know the returning player that's going to be starting quarterback already named QB1, you know, what kind of excitement could we do here? You could, you know, accept the offer to put it on TV on e- on the ESPN network probably ACC network, even ACC network extra. No, we're not going to do that we could do anything that would help include the fans and we're not doing it. And that shouldn't surprise anybody because that is what our head coach decides all the time. I, the only negativity I have to say about this is we just continue to waste opportunities to get people excited about our football team and know more about our football team. And I think the only times in the last year or two that I've, and it's really only this last year that I had more positive things to say about Fuente was moments where he was a little more open and a little more real or, was a little more upfront and told a little more than we knew before. Those were the times I, I gave credit to Fuente the few and far times they happened. That's what we love about coach Mike Hillen on the basketball team is that he just seems like an open dude and tells us, and I'm sure there's things we don't know, but you get that feeling from it. You don't get this defensive stay away. Don't look at me feeling that you get from Fuente. And so I think it's a missed opportunity there. But like I said, I'm not really hung up on it because for my experience of the spring game, it's something that I wouldn't have taken part in this spring anyway. I'm not going to go get in a big group anyway, so uh, we move on.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm the same way you are. It doesn't really affect my day one way or another. Um, I think it is a good idea to showcase your program more whenever you can yep. and get the fans yep. involved. But as you said, it's not really been this regime's M.O., Uh, and as I put on Twitter replying to another person that I follow, I am just fully of the belief that at this point they're just trolling the fan base just to get them mad because they think it's funny. Uh, but to counter one of your points about, you know, getting people, so people know more about the program and you're more open, the more I've gotten to know about this program under this regime, the less I've liked it. So maybe it's a good thing that they're trying to hide it. I don't know. It'll be a surprise to other people. It won't be a surprise to me when this thing blows up, but, um, Before I get to what I know that you need to know, I did remember the other thing that I was going to put on here. Um, Oh, yeah. The women's facility, uh, weight facility at the NCAA tournament. And it's a glaring difference between the men's facility at the NCAA tournament. And one, these aren't at the same places. But two, uh, how I think this happens, because there's people being like, how could this possibly happen? What were they doing? Blah, blah, blah. I think what people don't realize is these are different people in charge of different things, right? The person who decided what the men's weight facility looks like, I very much doubt it's the person who decided what the women's facility looked like. I, I, It is my understanding that the people in charge of organizing the women's tournament and the men's tournament are two different people, two different groups of people. Now, would it make sense to have the same person organize both because- other than venues, it's kind of the same kind of thing. Yeah, in my opinion, not yeah. Be the same
1: person. There should be leadership over top of them to make sure that there's some. Well, equality the NCAA and leadership least, isn't uh, really
0: two things that go hand in hand. But yeah, um, I agree with that point. And I love that you know Mark Emmert today said we're going to have an internal investigation to figure out how this happened. And I'm like, okay. Um, but it's like the robber being like, oh, I'm going to investigate and see how this robbery happened, like. Uh, okay, you're the person who did it, so... Okay. Um, but <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's very sad. It's very telling that yes. when when women say, hey, we're not being treated equally. Look, you and I have disagreed on certain things when it comes to uh, why things happen the way they do, and I say it's a profit thing versus, you know... Well, they're women, so we'll slide them here. And in, in terms of WNBA versus NBA or pay or stuff like that, but this I don't is know when
1: we disagreed on that.
0: I think the other thing before was the soccer. Before the men didn't make the World Cup, and what the women get paid versus the men on the national team. But since paid,
1: then, I think I wasn't as hung up on as I was. Uh, traveling and hotels and all that. Okay, well, no then that's fair.
0: That's, that's, that is all fair I in think terms in of the facilities area. they have to live like, in. The stuff yes. you
1: can control is equal, and then where yes, there yes, is yes. profit differences is where you yes. allow for it to be different.
0: Yes, but The NCAA but this,
1: in this has the control
0: of... Well, like, technically, there's click not click supposed to be any profit involved, right, in the NCAA. Strictly speaking, there's not supposed to be any profit involved. So that should never come into the equation. It should always be... These things are gonna be equal because this is men's basketball, yeah. this is women's basketball. We're right. doing the same thing. Now, all this yeah, is gonna be I agree. equal.
1: I agree. At the NCAA, this should be this should be pretty darn close to down, darn equal. Like it this this isn't this is this is this is the stuff that I was talking about on the World Cup that you can control. Where yeah. you stay, the facility, the quality of travel, all this. This is all they're talking about for this NCAA thing is the stuff that I conceded should be the same for world cup soccer yep 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 <laughs> this isn't payments from ad revenue well and then no the payment. NCAA
0: tweeting about it later being like look what we did and I'm like
1: oh uh, yeah awesome
0: you don't get to burn the house down and they then put
1: the fire out
0: <laughs> yeah and then get to celebrate putting the fire out. I'm like yeah you lit the match like no <laughs> you don't get celebrate we're not patting you on the back like get out of here It was just totally tone deaf I feel bad for that social media manager because I'm sure that was above him that said, post this. And I'm sure that social media manager has enough awareness if he's gotten to that job at that height to go, there is no way this ends well for me.
1: I I heard it was a new guy. He had just come from Burger King, so I'm not sure.
0: Oh, wow. That was (laughs) was such a bad one. (laughs) The, the, The context he tried to provide at the end, I was like, nope. Someone uh, um, someone, somewhere should have stopped that. But yeah, yeah. I, Google it if it you haven't.
1: Have to be, it doesn't have to be like piece of, you know, swag, per piece of swag. Like it shouldn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, count the items and make sure everybody's getting the same amount and there's the same amount of weights laid out. But like you shouldn't just be able to walk into a room and say, <laughs> this is a major difference. Like it's yeah. got to be like an effort to make it, close to equal has got to be there. And that's where if you have any kind of, you don't have to have the same people playing in these men's locations and the women's locations, especially when they're bubble situation. Like it should be different groups of people so they can focus on what they're doing. But whoever's the next layer above them, whether that's a team of people or one person should be able to look at both and recognize, wow, the money in the budget for this is is $14 and over here it's (laughs) half a million dollars. Like you should be able to, have awareness of what they say. It shouldn't is, take so. the
0: players putting it on social media for, Whoa. for this to get fixed.
1: But same thing with NCAA when the kids, like there was rules about how much food that could be provided. And oh. then the kids
0: got a tweet that they're not getting fed. And then all of a sudden it gets fixed instantly. Well, yeah, this is I still roll my eyes. at that. Like, that one's a little different. Some... You're telling me Kimball Walker's starving at UConn. I don't know,
1: but the stupid rules that they had in place that they, took away overnight like it shouldn't have been a problem to begin with and this shouldn't be a problem to begin with either like it's just it if you have anybody doing their job at a higher level you you can see this without walking into a room it's on paper it's money
0: yes now that that was something i knew that you needed to know but something out what i really know that you need to know is andrew clay former tv3 guy here in harrisonburg now at katc Louisiana Lafayette, uh, guy now, uh, also covered LSU cause that's a local team for him now. And the NCAA still had their post game show going on. So he couldn't use actual highlights from the game. So being the, uh, eternal hard worker that he is, he went into Microsoft paint and created some visual highlights and they're amazing. And I'm sure Leland will Retweet paint it from our awesome. Yak Sports yep. Twitter so you guys can see it if you haven't. But oh my gosh, Microsoft Paint highlights. I loved it.
1: He did stuff with paint I didn't know you could do.
0: He put flames like he on the Like he created
1: ball. stands. Like, I mean, he, yeah. he, he put flames on the ball. I mean,
0: that opener where he's got the flame on the ball. I was like, wow, this oh, is like yeah. NBA Jam stuff. I love it.
1: He had to be on a touch screen with a pen, but uh, it- it was awesome. Still, was I can't so do that with a cool. touch
0: screen, with a pen. I, the only way I'm going to do that is if I'm not the one doing it and someone else is doing it, and then I get to put my name on it.
1: <laughs> Hire somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: For exposure, you know.
0: Right. <laughs> You'll get the – yeah, your work will get exposure. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'll call it. Um, I'll just get the credit. But anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. Uh, make sure you're subscribing on Podbean. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify so you don't miss another episode. Yeah. Make
1: sure if you're in our in our tournament bracket, there's some people I have no idea who have signed up. So if you're listening to this and you think there's a chance I don't know who you are, feel free to either change your name on the tournament bracket oh, or no, just message us of,
0: I think I know who they you are. You
1: know who they all are? Okay. Except there's for ESPN know, fan. We'll
0: talk about it. ESPN fan numbers, I don't know who that it's is. Vikings. You know who that is. Uh it's Yes. You, we'll talk after. I think I know the rest of them. but
1: Okay. Well, I, I feel free to interact with us and make sure I know who you are. Because when you win this bracket...
0: The leader, I'm assuming, on is one you don't know who it is. I know who that is.
1: Yes. Great. Um, Maybe we should talk about these things before we get on air.
0: Well, you didn't offer <laughs> that information or that question. So, yes. Um, but until then, make sure, again, that you're subscribed, you're interacting with us on Twitter social media you can find us on twitter at yak sports pod facebook yak sports pod or you can email us yak at gmail.com until next week folks we hope you enjoy this episode of the yak sports podcast and enjoy our very unique farewell